Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called The Church, Love It or Leave It? In the middle of a messy situation with a church who represents the church to those who are outside the church. Church, what is it to you? No, really, stop and think a moment. What is church to you? We use the word church to describe several different things. There is church referring to a building. Church meaning worship service, i.e., did you go to church this morning? From the insider's perspective, there is the church referring to the body of Christ around the world, those who profess to follow Jesus. And then from the outsider's perspective, there is the church, which often refers to organized religion and everything that is wrong with it, especially those who come together for various not-so-great reasons. I suppose there may be a fifth category, or at least a subcategory, of organized religion. Church, as in the higher-ups in the Vatican, the diocese, convention, if you're Baptist, Presbytery, yes, if you're Presbyterian, and so on. So, church, building, worship service, body of Christ, organized religion, and religious governing bodies. Wow. So, what's my messy situation? As you know, I am leading two youth movements, as strange as it is to me. Still, I mean, ministering in the corporate setting, sure, yeah. Ministering at the bedside of the very ill, sure. Ministering to a community of women, right on. But this recent thing the Lord is doing still makes me smile. I mean, me, now, high school students? Really, Lord? Movements? Yes. Last Sunday night, when I asked our varsity football kicker to close our gathering in prayer, as he prayed, he thanked God for the movement taking place in our high school of people wanting God. Now, how cool is that? How apt? Well, a local pastor who has some cool youth-oriented facilities at his church offered to host our Sunday Night Live. After meeting with the pastor and his youth pastor, I said, hey, we'll try it. It was really great because they even served tacos for a hundred kids. Yeah, it was great at first. Immediately there was a full court press for this to be the home of Sunday Night Live, and it was awkward. Well, I have the best youth teacher to come along in 30 years, and this is a $5 million facility at your disposal. But it did not feel right. Two days later at our weekly leaders meeting, about 15 students at the high school and me, It was unanimous that the team would prefer to meet in private residences, backyards, the beach, etc. Anything to keep it feeling safe for those who are unfamiliar or ill at ease at church. Our goal is to attract students to Christ. So, of course, it was mine to let the pastor know that we were going to keep moving around, at least for now. And we'll talk soon, I said. I hope you understand. Oh, he understood all right and went around me to the student's Facebook page lobbying for SNL to meet at his church and including some offensive statements like, if anyone thought the sanctuary was too churchy, then they are not a Christian. Oh man, then I knew why it had not felt right to me. It wasn't, and neither was he. He has continued trying to press his point with promises of a coffee bar and a shave ice machine and... Oh yeah, the best youth speaker he has heard in 30 years. What is he thinking? Does Paul's term, selfish ambition, fit? 
I think it does. This is the first exposure to church for some of these student leaders, most of whom are about 16 years old. Because they see this fellow as representative church, what impression do you think will be made on them with regard to the church? Oh, and then what about their parents? Again, quite a few who do not know God. When they hear his inappropriate remarks and his ready judgment of outsiders, well, what will they think? And even worse, what will they tell their kids? See, that's why we don't go to church, dear. The church is full of guys like him. They are always promoting their own agendas and, oh, so judgmental, just like him. Unfortunately, the church, Christianity, is often marked by select bad experiences had by a small number of people. But the damage is tremendous to the advancement of the gospel. It is far too easy to lose sight of what Paul wrote when he said, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Indeed, presently there are so many people who have had it with the church, both the institution and the people. It is tragic. One thing is sure, it breaks the heart of God. The remedy for what is ailing the church is not to leave it, either the brotherhood, the body of Christ, or the coming together for worship. Rather, we are to love it as Christ loved it and died for it. And also, well, there's more to follow.